This is MCAF and welcome to the On Demand section on our website. Tonight's podcast is about the English Housing Survey and today we've got Alex with us who is the branch manager from The Right Place. Hello Alex. Hello Darren, how are you? Yeah, really good thank you. So uh, thanks uh, first of all for joining us uh, on our first podcast and also for your support of the radio station as well. Thank you very much, it's uh, certainly been my, my pleasure. So right, tonight then uh, we're going to be talking about the English Housing Survey. Yes. Fantastic, fantastic bit of data. All right, tell us what the uh, English Housing Survey is, first of all. Okay, well, the English Housing Survey is a report published by government uh, once a year, uh, and it's based on a national survey of people's housing circumstances. Um, The latest report was actually published um, last month, July 2017. Uh, It's based on a survey of over 13,500 households, so it's a really robust piece of, uh, of research. That the government conducts, uh, and the latest one was based between uh, 2015 and 16. And personally, I, I, I absolutely love reading these when they come out because it's a, it's a fantastic source of information, um, and it's amazing how it really highlights the way English people feel about where they live and, uh, and about their individual housing circumstances. So why is it so important, and is it something that really the, the um, estate agents uh, generally go by? Um, well... Whenever you're uh, catering for the demand of people, you always want to know what it is that they want, what it is they're interested in. Um, also, things that they're uh, they're not happy with, they're dissatisfied, or they don't want. Um, and uh, you can you can often read pieces of. Um, research uh, or or things published in the media that aren't really based on uh, good robust statistical samples. Um, So to have something that is uh, government commissioned based on a huge data sample, um, it's something you can trust, you can you can rely on it and you know that the data in it is going to help you to uh, to form how you work, what your business is like and and therefore serve your customers better. So that's a good introduction then to the English Housing Survey. Um, Tell us a little bit more about The Right Place. Um, well, we're a, a lettings-only agency. Um, we don't do sales. We simply do lettings. Um, we've been established now for 22 years, so we're probably one of the uh, longest-standing residential lettings agencies in Milton Keynes. Uh, I'm the branch manager. Um, I'm also chairman of Milton Keynes Private Landlords Association, and uh, I've been a professional landlord for, for um, 22 years as well. Okay, excellent. So you kind of see both sides of the fence. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I often refer to the fact I wear two hats, you know, the landlord and the agent. But great thing about that is is that uh, the agency, the right place, you know, we are run by professional landlords. Uh, everyone that works in the business is actually a landlord. We understand how landlords tick, what they need, what they want, and w- we feel that we're actually uh, the best agency, the best local agency uh, to serve landlords and tenants. And I guess uh, buyers, sellers and people that are letting are seeing an increase in property prices either to buy or to rent it seems to be continued uh, to be growing here in Milton Keynes um, yeah I, I wouldn't want to comment too much on house prices because uh, we don't do sales so it's not an area uh, of expertise for me um, but uh, anecdotally yeah I, I understand that house prices locally still are, are increasing you know we're a fantastic uh, town uh, and great greatly in demand um, in terms of the, the, the letting side, we've got a very fast-moving letting sector in, in Milton Keynes. We, we really always, always have done. Um, there's certainly not enough uh, property for the demand. Um, and, uh, and so we, you know, we, have to, we have to be quite quick on our toes as a business to make sure that we're, we're getting people uh, what they want. Yet, rents tend to follow an upward path um, because essentially they follow wages and, and inflation. Um, and inflation can spike and, and it can uh, uh, trickle along the bottom, but the reality is it's, there's always going to be an upward trend to inflation, and that tends to mirror 
um, rental increases. And people that are looking to rent, they need to be quite quick as well, don't they? I know that when I was first looking to move to Milton Keynes 10 years ago and we was renting initially, uh, you always found that a lot of the property didn't even make it um, onto the websites because there was literally, you know, a waiting list, uh, you know, for people for property. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we're often um, tenanting uh, properties based on an advert for a similar property the week before right. um, because we are, you know, catering for, for the demand um, uh, you know, on a week-by-week basis. Um, like I said, it's a, it's a fast-moving market. Um, you may find some landlords will complain that they have voids, that they have properties um, sitting around empty for a while. And, you know, I'd always encourage them, give us a call, come into the office, have a chat. Let, let's find out what your problems are, because from our perspective, both as landlords and letting agents, um, it is a it is a fast moving market. We don't really suffer um, those kind of voids. And also, uh, just before we go on to the uh, English housing survey, um, let's just talk about um, the changes in the rental market at the moment. There's a lot of new laws coming in regarding deposits and what can be done and what can't. Um, do you yeah. just want to run us through them very quickly? Okay, well, there have been um, a number of changes in legislation that affects the private rented sector over the last sort of two or three years. Um, there have been changes to uh, taxation of landlords, in fact, that came in in April this year. Um, but there's been changes to things like protection of security deposits, um, smoke alarm uh, legislation, uh, and the one that, that um, is probably the real thorn on our side at the moment is the, the right to rent legislation, and that imposed uh, a legal burden on all landlords and therefore their letting agents um, to check a prospective tenant's right to rent. And it's relatively easy for someone who's a, an EU or an EA national, but if you've got someone coming from outside uh, the European Union, it's not that easy. And uh, we've had a f- uh, we've had a few telephone conversations with the Home Office, um, actually trying to get their help. And uh, and, and th- their answer quite frequently is, "It's up to you guys. You're on your own." And just out of interest, uh, the people that are renting is it a mixture of people that have always lived here um, and people that are coming here to work, or is a lot of the rental market these days driven by you know people that are coming to move and work in Milton Keynes? Um, that's an excellent question. Uh, we, we, we get the full spectrum um, of people. We're a growing city. We're one of the fastest growing cities in Europe. Um, so we're attracting an awful lot of people from outside the area. When those people come into the area, typically they rent. Even if they're looking to buy, they would they tend to rent and find an area that they like and establish themselves first. All right. Um, so uh, yeah, you know, we, we we see everyone. But I mean, we've we've had uh, we've had. Um, tenants in the last few weeks from um, South Africa, uh, America, um, Japan, um, as well as you know, pretty much all the, the European Union states, and, and, and quite a lot from England as well. Excellent. <laughs> uh, well, this is episode one of our podcast, uh, With the Right Place. Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about the English Housing Survey. Um, so from uh, the survey uh, then, Alex, what are the findings uh, from the most recent one? Um, okay, well, firstly, Darren, what I'd like to say is that um, uh, being involved in this industry, we tend to find that we're, uh, we often come under attack uh, in the media um, as landlords and, and, and as letting agents. Um, we tend to, to, to find there's a lot of sensationalist reporting about the state of the private rented sector. Um, and, you know, working at the sharp end, we, we feel that what we read and what we hear isn't necessarily reflective of what we see on a daily basis. So that's why it was, I thought it was, it was great for us to talk about uh, the, the English Housing Survey. Um, but what's interesting about the composition of the, the private rented sector is that it, uh, it currently makes up 20% of households. 
Uh, and that's four and a half million households. And that's actually up 12% in the last decade. Um, and uh, as of uh, two or three years ago, it actually overtook the social rented sector um, to, to be um, the, uh, the biggest sector after owner-occupation. The social rented sector is actually only 17%, uh, 3.9 million households. So to put that in plain English, it means that there's more private landlords than what there was a few years ago. Um, there's certainly more private landlords. There's an awful lot more private renters. Right. Um, yeah, in, in fact, 3% of households more are private renters than, okay. than social renters. Yeah. Uh, are there any surprising changes in the housing makeup since the last English housing survey? Um, yeah, I, there's something that I found quite surprising. I mean, the, the last, uh, the current English housing survey, the one that we're discussing, was based on um, data uh, obtained in 2015 and 16. The one prior to that was 2014 and 15. Um, but interestingly, there's been um, really n virtually no change uh, in size of either the private rented sector or the social housing sector um, between the current English housing survey and the previous one. And, and I just think, based on what we hear, based on what we're exposed to, I sort of expected to see that that, uh, that would have increased in size in the last year or two. But it um, seems to be remaining relatively static. Excellent. Uh, so you mentioned the press a little bit earlier on. Uh, tenants are heavily featured uh, in the press, uh, often talking about landlords with evictions, etc, etc. Does the English Housing Survey reflect any patterns in this? Um, yeah, absolutely it does. Um, uh, and, and I know what you're you're alluding to. You know, there's, there's often talk about um, uh, private uh, tenants are constantly living in fear of eviction. Um, but uh, the English housing survey, the latest English housing survey, actually tells us that the average tenancy length is 4.3 years, and that's up from four years in the last uh, English housing survey. So that's increased almost by 10%. So private tenants are staying put almost 10% longer than they were a year or two ago. Um, what's fantastic as well is um, things like uh, the, the rates of overcrowding in, in the housing sector. They haven't changed since the, uh, since the last English housing survey in the private sector, but they, they have increased um, in the social sector. But one of the things that really stood out for me um, is the, the, the proportion of tenants in the, the private sector that say they're satisfied with their accommodation. That was actually 82%. It, we'd love it to be higher, obviously. We'd want it to be 100%. But 82% it suggests that the, you know, the, the, the biggest majority of people are actually uh, quite happy with their accommodation, with their private rented accommodation. Do you think there's been a fair bit of education over the years where the people that are renting have kind of thought, well, look, you know, we don't want to move every six or 12 months if we look after the property and become good tenants. Maybe we can stay here longer. The landlords are kind of thinking, well, if we look after the, the tenants and give them the right level of service and they will be, you know, with me for a long period of time rather than, you know, having to clean the house every six, 12 months, and which at the end of the day is a massive cost. Yeah, absolutely. You know, let's just get this straight. You know, there's a few things that landlords really don't like, um, and that's what tenants moving. Uh, it, it's as simple as that. When tenants move, you have an empty property, you have a void where rent isn't coming. You tend to have costs associated with doing that. Landlords, in fairness, they want tenants that, that, that uh, enjoy living in the home, that pay their rent on time, that uh, get on well with the neighbours and stay there for, for as long as possible. So if we've got tenants on average staying 4.3 years, now that's great for landlords, but that's fantastic for tenants as well. Because like you said, it can be expensive for, for tenants as well, um, uh, having to move, you know, mo removals costs and uh, coming up with, with new deposits and, and things like that. So, Did the um, English Housing Survey suggest um, any reason why tenants are actually leaving properties? 
Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, 73%, that's almost three quarters, said that their last tenancy ended because they wanted it to. So for whatever reason uh, they wanted it to end, that's the reason why it ended. In fact, only 11% were, were ended by, by the landlord. And what was really interesting is that actually only 2% of tenants left their last tenancy because of a rent increase. So again, we hear a lot about rents becoming unaffordable, yet we know that the long-term pattern is actually in line, uh, in line with inflation. Actually, only 2% of the, the, the private tenants that took part in the last English housing survey um, felt that they, they wanted to move because there was a potential rent increase. So well, that actually was going to be a question that I was going to ask you. How affordable are rents in England? Because you do hear quite a bit, you know, that they're going up year on year. And I guess, as we mentioned earlier, that is linked to house prices going up as well. It is. The reality is if house prices go up, they're more expensive for landlords to buy. Therefore, the return that they get in terms of the rent has to be higher in order to make it worthwhile. So whilst rents tend to go up in line with inflation, house prices can uh, go up and down. They can swing far more wildly. Um, but the reality is, is that the, the, the yield, so the, the, um, the rent that's achieved as a achieved as a reflection of the, the value of the house, tends to be relatively constant from one area to another. Um, but what, 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 again, what's, what's great about the English Housing Survey is you can actually pick out certain, certain areas. And whilst a lot of discussion about house prices and affordability issues and that kind of thing, you know, let's, let's be fair about this, it tends to reflect London. Okay? London is an incredibly unaffordable place to live. It's expensive to, to rent, it's even more expensive to buy, it's expensive to go out for dinner, it's expensive to, to breathe. You know, it's an expensive place. Uh, actually, in, in, in the, the, the average UK rent um, from, from the last English housing survey was actually only £797 a month, which if, if we take that as a, as a rent for Milton Keynes, that's that's a, a relatively inexpensive two-bedroom house. So it's not even the sort of average which we might think would probably be you know, a three-bedroom detached house, something like that. So the average UK rent is, uh, is quite affordable. But when you look at what the average rent is in London, that jumps up to £1,300 a month. That's quite a difference. I mean, that's, that's almost, you know, almost double. So you strip London out of the, the, the equation, and the average rent outside London is actually only 663 Incredibly affordable. And in fact, um, in the English Housing Survey, 71% of, of tenants in the private sector said they found it fairly easy or very easy to pay their rent. But that drops enormously within London to, to only 41%. Um, and again, if you look at the proportion of uh, uh, private tenants' household income they pay in rent, it's 35% on average, but it's actually only 32% when you strip London out of the equation. In London, it's 45 so almost half people's pay packet goes on rent in London. Uh, what's fantastic about those figures as well is that uh, that average figure of 35% is actually down from 365 from the previous year. And it's actually the same as it was in 2010. So when you, when you hear talk about how uh, rents are constantly going up and they're constantly becoming unaffordable, well, actually, the average figures are about the same as they were six years ago. Um, the, the, the number of owner-occupiers that didn't have a mortgage actually overtook those that had a mortgage a couple of years ago. And so in, in the English Housing Survey from, from last year, it actually shows that 34% um, uh, of households owned their home outright. What's interesting is that 29% of households that uh, own their own home with a mortgage is actually down from 31% just a few years ago. So it shows that uh, actually what's happening is, is that the proportion of outright owners is increasing. And that's 
partly explained by the fact that we've got an aging population, we've got a lot of baby boomers reaching retirement age, probably paid their mortgage off, um, and they are they are the the outright owners. So that a proportion of uh, that, that more than half of the owner occupiers who actually own their own home without a mortgage. So the English um, Housing Survey is quite a lengthy document. Um, overall, is there one strong conclusion that can be drawn from the report? Um, yeah, for me, what, what I thought looking at uh, looking at the figures um, was that actually it shows that, that the private sector is working really well. Um, you know, it's not something that's that's broken and in need of fixing. Um, private landlords and private tenants are they're both doing a pretty good job. Um, the landlords and tenants are painted in a great light, in fact, in uh, in the English Housing Survey, and and I like that. You know, that reflects what we see on a daily basis. You know, we don't see, uh, we don't have unhappy tenants that are unhappy being uh, private renters or unhappy in their accommodation, um, and so it's nice to see that actually, you know, the reality of, of the uh, of the English Housing Survey, the reality of that is that the majority of people are happy where they are. They they find where they live uh, affordable. They're not getting into rent arrears. They're not causing uh, damage uh, or antisocial behaviour. Um, and uh, and to me, that's that's a great that's a great thing. It shows that we're doing a good job. Actually, both tenants and landlords are doing a good job. Right. Right. So we've talked quite a bit about the English Housing Survey. Are you aware of any other reports around at the moment that agree or disagree with the results of the latest English Housing Survey? Um, yes, well, I, I, I am, Darren, and uh, um, what, uh, what bothered me, <laughs> I'd like to discuss one particular piece with you, what bothered me is it came out at virtually exactly the same time as the results of the English Housing Survey were published, and I think that's really why I, I, uh, why I picked up on it. Um, but it was a very sensationalist uh, piece of reporting in, in the Guardian newspaper, actually um, authored by uh, one of the directors of, uh, of Generation Rent. And the, the headline was, Landlords are turfing people out of their homes without reason, and it's completely legal. Um, you know, an incredibly inflammatory uh, headline. But I literally read that within a couple of days of, of looking at the, the headline stats of the English Housing Survey and thinking, that doesn't sound much like what we're reading in the English housing survey, where the majority of people are actually saying they're they're really quite happy. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things you think, oh, I've got to read that. I've got to find out what that's all about. Whether I whether I agree with it, disagree with it, I've got to find out what it's all about. I, I guess it's one of those things where uh, a number of people are going to release different reports and there is going to be some uh, form of contradiction. But from what we've said tonight, it does seem to be over the last few years there has been a shift in the way that the landlord's been thinking about tenants and, and tenants as well thinking you know if they really want to stay in a property for a certain period of time then they need to obviously um you know treasure that relationship with the landlord it's very much a two-way thing yeah absolutely um i think the media likes to paint um landlords as uh, you know cloak wearing victorian uh, um uh, e- you know evil people but the reality is is that you know landlords actually tend to um, uh, tend to want to have a, a, a relationship with their tenant. You know, it's a, yes, it's a business relationship, um, but they're not just seen as a, it's not seen as a cash transaction or something like that. You know, we know that we're housing people, um, and, uh, and and when you're working with people, when you work with human beings, you know that if you keep those people who are your customers, if you keep them happy, they will continue to be your customers. 
they're the customers that you want, the customers that stay with you. You don't con- constantly want to be losing customers in order to have to gain new ones. And I guess these days as well, things are pretty transparent, aren't they? Certainly in like the 70s, 80s, maybe early 90s, you didn't really have the internet around like you've got today. Certainly problems and you know being aware of problems, the information is more freely available and also how to deal with these problems as well, where at one time you know people would be in the dark of how to resolve certain issues. Yeah, so you mentioned The Guardian earlier. Uh, Obviously, The Guardian isn't the only newspaper that's maybe uh, featured a report on, uh, you know, anti-landlords. Do you think generally what the press is printing is a true reflection on how tenants feel? Um, Well, when we look at at what was uh, was said in this particular article, then no, I, I couldn't disagree with it more. And I'm not even quoting my own opinion. I'm actually quoting the, the, the factual data that's published in the English Housing Survey. We know that the majority, uh, you know, more than, more than four-fifths of private tenants are, are happy with their accommodation. Very, very few uh, tenants are, uh, are asked to leave. And when they are asked to leave, it's often because there's quite serious rent arrears um, or they're causing uh, damage or antisocial behaviour. Uh, to the property and in fact from the English Housing Survey um, 9% of, of private tenants had, had been in, in arrears um, which actually was, was tiny when you compare it to, to 25 and a quarter of social tenants in that period have experienced um, uh, arrears you know 10% of, of, of private renters experiencing arrears that's not a great thing is it you know we'd like that to be much much lower but it's so much lower than the social housing sector you can see that actually you know uh, the private sector is is affordable and when you compare it to the, the next uh, uh, affordable option um, social housing it seems to be doing that much better and just why uh, you know we're talking about rent arrears and that type of thing over the last few years there's been quite a bit uh, about banks and uh, building societies, mortgage lenders actually, um, you know, helping people if uh, maybe, you know, they've, they've been sick or for some reason uh, they've been unable to pay their mortgage. There's a certain amount that uh, lenders have to do these days. Um, it's not really the same though with landlords, is it? Well, it's not. I mean, landlords don't have the, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the huge funds that uh, that mortgage lenders have to, to, to draw upon. I mean, you know, a lot of uh, mortgage lenders are also banks, so they hold an awful lot of our money on deposit. Uh, it's easy for them to, to, to shift money around to, um, to, 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 to smooth out uh, the, the wrinkles in, in what would otherwise be uh, an uncomfortable process. We have to remember that... Um, Almost ninety percent of landlords only own one or two rental properties. You know, they're not these these uh, you know huge organisations. Um, and uh, you know, if a landlord that perhaps owns one rental property isn't receiving the rent at all, he's still got to keep paying the mortgage on it. He's still got to keep paying the insurance on it. Um, he's still got to pay for due diligence. He's still got to pay for management. Um, he's still got all these costs to pay, you know, and it's not as it's not as easy as saying, well, you know, can you bear with me for, for six months? You know, if it's can you bear with me for, for a couple of weeks? Um, you find that most landlords will say, yeah, of course, you know, that, that's not a problem. Um, the the flow of the rent isn't perhaps, perhaps as important to me as the fact that I know that I'm going to get it. But if it goes on for too long, it means that the landlord's actually subsidising the accommodation of uh, of the tenant and and you know like I said most landlords aren't these these huge uh, wealthy landowners uh, and it would really make them struggle. Um, so what we do, Alex, is that we put the link to the English Housing Survey uh, on our podcast. Uh, this, this podcast we're going to be doing once a month with the right place. If you'd like to contact Alex, you can do that. Alex at the right place mk.co.uk. That's Alex at the right place mk.co.uk. 
or you can give them a call on 01908 904 334. 01908 904 Or if you've got a question for our next podcast, you can ask that via podcast at mkfm.com. That's podcast at mkfm.com. Well, thank you, Darren. I look forward to, to the next property podcast. And uh, yeah, please, anyone listening to this that wants to get in touch and discuss anything, please feel free. Thanks, Alex. Thank you.